tinfoil hat. Oh, what the fuck are you guys even talking about? Global controls will have to be imposed. And a world governing body will be created to enforce them. Welcome to tinfoil hat. We, we, we go deep, homeboy. Eric, open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning. Dude, you just blew my mind. Are you ready to get your mind blown? Bam! That's right. Welcome to the truth chamber. You know who I am. You know what I'm here to do. I'm here to rock, dude. That's all I do. I go full throttle. I'm like all the Fast and Furious fucking movies all in one. Ethnic people in fast cars with chicks who are stacked. <laughs> That's how I roll. Joining me as always is my partner in crime, the man, the myth, the legend, the giraffe lover. The giraffe, the king of all giraffes. There we go. XG in the place to be. Xavier Guerrero. What's up? The Truth Center. Yeah, the truth. I like it. The truth chamber, dog. Chamber. It's the truth chamber. Because we're not shit. we're not an echo chamber. We're a truth chamber. I like it. Okay. And on the ones and twos, uh, he's now part of the show. People really seem to like him, the way he jumps in and you know, just is all around just a swell guy. Uh, please welcome Johnny. Hey, dude. Johnny, what's your uh, what's your um, Twitter handle? Johnny Woodard. John, can you spell that J- for him? J-O-H-N-N-Y-W-O-O-D-A-R-D. And what's yours? XG marks the spot. Okay. Like X marks the spot. Yep, Throw yep, G in there. Yep, yep. I like that. That's a good like handle. <laughs> That's a great handle. I can't Thank believe you. you came up with that. Um, <laughs> guys, uh, some great shows are coming up. We, uh, we're coming to the end of the year, and that means, boom, some final countdown shows. We have uh, December 17th. It is Comedy Chaos Live at the World Famous Comedy Store. Our final end of the year blowout. We're talking a show that sold out 53 times. I don't know of any other show that can say that. 53 times in the main room, a room that sits 370 people. We have sold it out 53 times. So let's make this 54 and 55 is December 17th at 8 p.m. Joe Rogan, Tom Scora, Burt Kreischer. What was that? Okay, we're good. And and then we also have uh, very excited for the 10th. 30 show and that lineup will be announced very soon grab those tickets now they both will sell out 55 a double nickel dog that's what we're going for uh so that's good and then the final tinfoil hat comedy night the very final one will be live december 20th at, at, in portland at mississippi studios eddie bravo xg myself live going hard in the paint trying to get antifa and the proud boys to talk Break bread. Meet us at Olive Garden. Get endless breadsticks, okay? <laughs> Get your endless breadsticks, bro. Guys, a lot of things are going on in this world. And there's, you know, you want to get the heat. You want to get some of that action. You got to go to the Patreon. The Patreon's where it's all going down. Patreon.com backslash tinfoil hat, okay? That's where all the action is, all right? I'm putting up fucking audio, video. I'm doing prank calls. You name it, it's all there. Live from the Comedy Store, Comedy Conspiracies Now. Uh, 
in-depth interviews with some of your favorite conspiracy theorists in the Secret Society of the Mad Hatters, and then I call my call favorite. centers. Yeah, my favorite. And I drop that truth bombs on them, giving that knowledge about the bisexual lizard people. Ooh. So go check that out. And t-shirts, t-shirts, t-shirts. It's a great way to support the show. Tinfoilhattshirts.com. We got the new ones about to drop next week, which is Psychic Bigfoot. Okay, but right now you can get uh, Fear and Adrenochroming. Uh, uh, you know, once upon a time on this flat Earth, the Unabomber. The Unabomber was right. That's probably one of my favorite T-shirts right there. So it's all there for more. Great way to support the show, guys. Great way to support the show. So go check it out. I know last show, my shirt was rising up. Johnny didn't tell me because Johnny secretly hates me, okay? I did tell you. I just told you after the show. Okay, that's true. Timing is everything. Guys, uh, today's a, an amazing show. Like, dude, I got to be honest with you guys. I'm really kind of, uh, I love talking about it because it's uh, interesting, but I, I can't really be doing all this deep state stuff all the time, every time. I just can't do it, okay? It just gets too much. So I like to veer off into these fun, weirder, uh, not, well, weird is probably the, 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 the wrong way to describe it. Paranormal. Nah, it's not no. paranormal, but I, I want to say it's like, let's say it's weird adjacent. Can we say that? It's not weird, but it's kind of in the neighborhood. I don't like it weird. Because, I mean, I like getting weird, so I don't think it's negative, but I think people could have a negative uh, connotation because I don't think it's weird because I think it's more fun than anything else to talk about. I think the world is more interesting than any of these regular people know. And it's like the stuff like this is what I love to talk about because, you know, as conspiracy theorists, we can get really, really into our research and crunching the data, finding the evidence. And then we get really let down and, and we kind of go a little crazy when we don't get the results we want. Like we know all these people breaking the laws. We know all these people are, are, are hurting children and nothing's happening. So we go a little nuts. So it's important to not stay in that world the whole time and then move into this other kind of world that I really enjoy. So uh, I'm very, very happy to have him on. Uh, he is the host of the Confessionals podcast. Please welcome Tony Merkel. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. I'm glad to be here. And I'm telling you, you're right. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> this, thing, <laughs> this stuff gets real weird. And I think there's a lot of things that tie together, too. You know, I just, I really, I, I think it's weird, but it's not weird. You know, it's, I, I, I'm trying to think about what would be a, a better description of it. And right now I, I, I can't come up with it, but I like it. It's, 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 it's alt in the world of alt, you know, it's like alty alt, you know, and, but I like it. I like it. Like, you know, a lot of my conspiracy, the people who in my life who are anti-conspiracy, they always ask me what I believe in, and I'm really into geopolitics and the deep state, like because those are things we could get the emails, we can crunch the numbers, we could go, okay, what does what has history told us? Who gets the money? Who gets the power? If those all line up, okay, we're probably onto something, right? Uh, I had a guest on my Conspiracies Now show. She was she's she's got a degree in physicist or something like that. And um, she doesn't believe in anything that, you know, the laws of physics don't allow to be proved. But I also think the laws of physics were made so we think in a box. So we think in this little thing that and anything that exists outside those, 
the, the, the parameters of those rules gets automatically discounted. But I think that's the good shit, right? What you, how did you get into this whole world of all these uh, alternative, well, we'll say like all these uh, physical creatures and interdimensional stuff? How'd you get into all that? Trying to think outside the box, man. I mean, it, it really is that simple. When I was a kid, I was always into the topics of like Bigfoot, Loch Ness Monster, ghosts, aliens, UFOs, all that stuff. Uh, as I got into high school, basketball took over, college basketball took over, girls, all that stuff. I got married real young. I was 21 when I got married. And uh, by my mid-20s, uh, I was settled. I was like an old man, just settled into life. And I started kind of rehashing some of these old uh, interests as a kid. And I approached it just as, let's think outside the box here. And I entered into these communities, especially the Bigfoot stuff to start off, because I was just fascinated by Bigfoot and all these people who say they've seen it. And uh, I, I was like, okay, well, if this is true, then let's just start thinking outside the box with it. And it just kind of took me away. And I started coming across other people that you know promote this idea of truly thinking outside of what you've been programmed to think. And that's the big thing. Like A lot of people today are literally programmed from morning to night, and they don't even realize it. And when, when you tell them, I actually got in the back and forth with a guy uh, a couple years ago, on, I think it was on Facebook when I first started doing this stuff, and the show was growing, and I was telling him, you know, literally you're being uh, uh, brainwashed through your mainstream propaganda. And he, he essentially said to me, uh, I know this, but there's nothing I can do about it. And I'm like, you can turn it off, bro. Turn it off. And he's like, I, well, how will I get my news? I'm just like, see, that these are people who don't want to change their habits. And it's just like, uh, there's nothing I can do for you. But I tell people all the time on my show, I'm like, if you watch the mainstream media and, and you think I'm crazy, turn off the mainstream media for three months straight. And then turn it back on after three months. And you tell me you don't think different than the people that you used to listen to. It's, it's just that simple. Listen, man, you, are, you nailed that. I've been saying this forever. Like... Quit like the the mainstream media, your news, your television news is like fast food, right? Like, have you ever stopped eating fast food for a while? You're like, I'm not gonna eat fast food. I'm gonna eat well, and then like three months into it, it's like one in the morning and nothing's open, and you see those golden arches, and you're like, fuck it, man. I know I've done well. I'm just going to pull in and you get yourself a Big Mac or something with 90 patties on it, right? <laughs> and like you get it and then you start eating it and instantly your body's like, why? Why? What are you doing this for? Oh, like, dude, that is the news, man. It, it makes sense. That Imagine is the news, dude. Yeah. I, I was watching Monday, was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football or it was was a huge college game. I don't know. It was a big game. And then during the halftime, just to get you, they started running the local news, man. And it was all dog killed, uh, fire, police shootings. It, it was like I had a visceral, like, oh, I just, I'm, and I, I'm like, you know, I, I was like, during a turn this off. She's like, what? It's a football game. I'm like, oh, it's, and it's just like, I don't watch the news anymore. I can't watch I, the news. Imagine going into a coma for three months and then them, them telling you exactly what's going on. You'd be like, are you telling me like a script of a movie? Yeah. Right. Like, what do you mean that <laughs> right. that the president and them are fighting? Yeah. Hong Kong's been yeah. Hong Kong's been protesting for like seven months already. Yeah. It's all you're like, this is a fucking movie, right? Yeah. And this is like a bad movie. A bad, bad a movie. Bad, yeah. Yeah, I, I was even. I, I'm a huge Sixers fan. I'm, at, I'm right outside of Philadelphia, 
And uh, I, I watched the Sixers religiously. And uh, last night, my family was over. My son turned two. And we had the game on in the background. And I wasn't really watching, but there was a Sixers commercial on. And within like half a second, it wasn't even a full like second, all you see real big on the screen is just the 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 six 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 sign, and then it's gone. And you know it's so easy in, and I know I'm probably going off topic here, but uh, it, it's so easy to say, oh, well, that's just you know hitting a three pointer kind of thing. But it had nothing to do. Like it wasn't a player. It was literally just a hand up on the screen, and then it was gone. And well, it's like that kind of stuff they're programming into people. And there's this whole like satanic underlying to our culture that's been around for an extremely long time. This isn't something that's new. It's been here the whole time. It's we, just surfacing, I think, because we have the Internet. We have more access to information. For sure, for sure. Uh, you know, we had uh, a guest on a long time ago, and he was one of the first kind of occultic uh, guests we had on. And he was like, the Internet has allowed us to get the 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 knowledge of the elites that we were never allowed to have before or they were out we you you had to know somebody who was crazy like when i first moved to la uh first of all i was kicked out of my um my uh first weekly because they thought i was a gay prostitute because it was so hot at night i had to leave the weekly because they had no air conditioning so i just walk and you know there would always be the same people hanging out just people trying to hustle shit you know fucking sell you something or bum a dollar but i met this one guy and he you know he was in the conspiracies and he introduced me to behold the pale horse and he gave me a copy of it. he said read it you know he goes back in the day if you bought this book you would be you know you get on a list but you know it's like i've no i mean you walked out what i mean philadelphia is like got all this occult stuff. I mean, Freemasonry everywhere, symbolism everywhere. We just had Larry Johnson on, the former uh, 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 Kansas City chief yeah. running back who's like really been going hard on that stuff. And he brought up about how like, you know, when they throw the threes up, that's done on purpose all the time. He thinks the movement to shooting threes is just so they could start throwing up those signs. Yeah. I mean, I, that's his opinion. But it's very because it's everywhere. That, that's crazy. I, I literally just interviewed Larry Johnson on Saturday night for my show, too. <laughs> well, I oh, love shit. that he's doing. He's a wonderful really? guy and he's a super nice yeah. dude. And, uh, you know, it's always interesting, though, because we were talking about this before about how, like, the pro athletes find Jesus after after their career, you know, when it's like, and this is nothing against Larry. Cause you know, I, we agree with a lot of stuff. He's talking about the, the dark arts and hip hop. The, I never thought about the dark arts in like uh, professional sports. Cause I thought it was so results driven. That would be very hard to do that. But I mean, like if you take a look at like Kawhi's won two championships, Larry, you know, LeBron James won three. Which ones get? Which one gets more press? Which one's in every every uh, movie, every television show, every? Well, LeBron, and why is LeBron pushed so hard? Well, he's he's sponsored by Nike. Nike is named after a fucking ancient god of Greek victory, god. right? God. And you know all that shit. And it's like, it's like when you argue conspiracies with people all the time. You know, they, everything's just coincidence, but like, it can't always be coincidence all the time. On that note, uh, the LeBron James thing, um, 
so there there's video i'm sure you've probably seen it of him throwing up the signs and stuff during his warm-ups during you know pre-game and stuff throwing the triangle the goat horns the sixes um well i i i've never really seen it before until recently and i and i graduated the same year as lebron so i've been a huge lebron fan and uh i just recently saw it and then literally Maybe like an hour later, I'm on Instagram and I, I see a picture of his son in a game and Dwayne Wade is cheering his son on. And I see this hoodie that Dwayne Wade's wearing and it's I zoom in. And it's literally the team, the team players names in a circle inside that circle is a DNA strand. And inside that circle is goat horns. And I'm like, they throw it right in front of your face. And, and most people don't even know what it means. But if you just really sit back and think about it, people are going to be like, oh, well, that's the I love you sign. Really? That, that's, what they, that's what they mean when they're putting that on the hoodie. And then if you really want to look at it, who created the I love you sign? Helen Keller. Helen Keller was a occultist and a theosophist. What? Yes. I, 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 I was talking to Larry about this on the show I just recently read this, and they, the guy who uh, wrote this article had a lot of links to back up what he was talking about as far as who she followed, and they were occultists. And so she's stealing signs saying, this is I love you, but this was originally an occultic sign, and she herself was an occultist and a theosophist. Like, how is a blind mute occultist? Like, how? What was that? Helen Keller? Really? That's what I, that's what I was reading, Yes. See, I think I the story. Article. I think the story of Helen Keller is straight up. Like, there's been a lot of fuzzy math. It just doesn't make any sense. So wait up. So they're saying that she went deaf, deaf, so they they could manipulate the sign language. No, nobody. That's uh, what that's saying it? on here. It says oh. that El Diablo sign was meant on purpose to be the I love you, I love you sign. So every time a deaf person throws up the. I love you sign. They're low-key throwing up the uh, El Diablo sign. Uh, well, dude, I mean, what we've learned in life, what is up is really down. I mean, we just had an episode where we were told the number seven is the unluckiest number out there, and all casinos do is tell you that's fucking the lucky number. I mean, dude, what is up is really down. Mm -hmm. And that's why, like, when people go flat earth to me, I don't dismiss it because everything else I've been lied to about. I, I'm sorry. I, I mean, like, I know it's bizarro, and everybody has this really fucking, <laughs> fucking goddamn, like, their insides turn when they start even thinking that maybe that's a possibility. <laughs> uh, you know, this visceral reaction to the thought that we live on a flat earth. I remember being a kid going, I can't believe it's, like, 1990s, uh, and people still believe in flat earth. Like, that's what my mentality was. But the more I do this show... I'm not saying it's a flat earth, but I'm saying the people who are telling us it's a ball have been lying to us forever. I mean, it's I go, go on, go on. Sorry. I, 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 when I first started looking at the flat earth topic and stuff, and I'm, I'm not a flat earth guy, uh, but I listened to it and I started, you know, saying, you know, some of these guys have really good points as, as somebody who's not educated in the, in the realm, it, it seems, you know, logical, their line of thinking. 
And I came home and told my wife that, and she got pissed. She was, <laughs> I'm like, why are you getting so hostile about this? And then I started talking about it publicly, and I started seeing you have two groups of people. They either hate the idea of it or they're in love with it, and they don't, they can't talk to each other. And I start, I threw it out on my show that I was going to think about doing a, a flat Earth show, and I was going to have somebody come on. But the amount of emails that I got of either you know hate or overly loving about it, like I was just like. I got to put this on the back burner. I don't got time for this drama. Like it's going to bring too much drama my way, for you sure, know, because these people are just crazy about it. And what are we, what are we talking about? I mean, like if I said human poop, if you wipe it on your face, it gives you better skin, right? I say, wipe your poop on your face. 90% of the people are going to be like, you're an idiot and laugh it off. Why is this thing that's so bizarre and so ridiculous, spring out such anger in people. I get it, man. I get it if you think it's most, but why are you angry? Why do you want the videos off the fucking, you know, off the, it's a mis misinformation, blah, blah, blah. It's like, but, but it's always the boogeyman. It's always like, oh, people start believing this. This is going to happen. You know, like I was talking about this before, like this whole thing, like out of nowhere on Twitter, the anti-porn movement just has popped up. This anti-porn movement and everything's about the children. we got to protect the children because they can watch porn on their phones. And but I'm like, what about the fucking before we even get to that, that these vaccines have possibilities of causing all these diseases that we fucking have, uh, you know, we have. Priests molesting children. Not one church has been shut down. Uh, we have people doing kids shows who are convicted pedophiles. They're never told they can't work in this industry. The, the, the diets of our kids are just garbage. We have a lot more to worry about before they even get their own phone. But yet, for some reason, yeah. this collective movement has popped up out of nowhere. And what is it all about? The boogeyman. The children are going to affect the children just like why they want to get rid of, of uh, conspiracy videos on YouTube. Because it's going to get people crazy ideas. It's like, what? It's so it might do that? It's outrage culture. They want to find something to be outraged about. They, they are looking for reasons to be mad. And so they got this this week. Next week, it's going to be something different. And what they're saying is when they're trying to take off conspiracy videos off YouTube or anything like that, I don't know if that's going to hurt your broadcast, by the way, but uh, it, it's bring they, it. They're, they're saying you're too stupid to know what's good, what's right and what's wrong, what's good for you. We're going to think for you. It's very Orwellian. What, what Google is doing it, it, it's absolutely outside, out, right out of the playbook of 1984. And I, I just, um, I just did a show with uh, Zach Voorhees, the Google whistleblower, mm -hmm. and he's talking about all this stuff that Google does behind the scenes. They literally, they literally edited the Arabic dictionary to make Trump look stupid. Yeah. They literally took the word out of the dictionary when he wrote that Kafefe tweet. Kafefe is a real word, and they took it out of the dictionary just so that he looked stupid. Like, that's that, That's where we're at now. Yeah, for sure, dude. Let's not even get to the fact that we've had people come on and talk us that the occult in Google. I mean, they're talking about the old ones. Like, how do they know that a, a, a computer would take 10,000 years to fucking solve a fucking problem? Like, how do you know that? Well, we can tell by... Blah, blah, blah. No, dude, you can't tell. 
No. You can't fucking tell. Unless maybe you got some shit that lets you see 10,000. I mean, like, who are the old ones? Not good. That's all I know. Nobody wants to be called the old ones. Nobody came in. It's like, hey, dude, we're a pop band. We're the old one. And like, no, it's not good. The old one sounds like dudes who are here to fucking like Gozer the Destroyer shit, right? Like that's yeah. what, like Google's like all the occult, man. Adrenal like, dude, we all know about adrenochrome. What is Google's operating system? Chrome. Right? What mm-hmm. is their fucking logo? 666. Right? Yeah. At what point does this become not like a, a coincidence? Fu- yeah. Exactly. And how did they choose their CEO? Oh, he's the 50th guy they wanted to pick? I mean, USA football cries about how Pete Carroll's number like a 7 or 11. You know, th- this guy was the 50th guy they fucking went after. And the only reason they picked him because they met him at Burning Man. Like, what are we doing here? Well, all those Google people go to Burning Man. Yeah. It's a cult thing. Like, dude, if you want to go high up and attack you by being some weird kind of bareback shit, right? Like, that's what we're learning, dude. And it's not cheap to go to fucking, to go to Burning Man. It's expensive. You got to have an RV and shit. So it's people with money that are going there. Right? It's like. fucking desert. It's a desert with no water. You need to have money to bring your shit. It's a big club. You're not in it. Nope, I'm not. Mexican Drake is not allowed at Burning Man. That's what I've learned. Oh, shit. Johnny, what do you think? Well, I mean, Burning Man is also just a lot of fucking moronic hippies who want to go out and fuck in the desert. Because, yeah. I mean, they have tents set up for, like, blowjob lessons and stuff. It's not. It's a, it's a lot of gross, sweaty people Lazy. who haven't had showers in It weeks. sounds like cult shit. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. I know some of them. They're not that, they're not that high up. They're just idiots. Uh, like, 90% of them there are the riffraff you know, morons. So, so and then the 10% are the ones in the tents that none, nobody else can get into. Like, and that's where like, the real shit's going That's on. where the real shit is. Like, exactly. hey, dude, you want to fucking run this Fuck, you want to run fucking Tinder? You want to be CEO? You got to let everybody run a train on you, right? Yeah, exactly. Some shit and like that. we need that. a video of it so we can blackmail your ass. Yeah. It's so interesting. Sometimes if you wonder, man, uh, why you didn't make it. It's, uh, moving to Hollywood. If you actually knew how hard it was to make it in Hollywood, you would never move here. Because, you know, you're like, oh, I have, the, I, have the, I have the goods. I'm the best. I have all this shit. And then you realize the game is completely rigged for trust fund kids, military brats, everybody who's in on the whole fucking bullshit. It's very interesting. But I love what we want to talk about here today because, to me, this is the real stuff, dude. I 100% believe in multiple dimensions. I believe that there's a possibility that Bigfoot is a, 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 a something from an alternative dimension. You know, the big thing when we talk about all these interdimensional creatures and all this stuff, Tony, is why isn't there footage of everything? And I think there is footage. And it's just everybody dismisses it as, oh, that's just some stupid stuff. Nobody wants, and even, and like, it's so funny, right? If I showed you a video of uh, a UFO, right, on my phone, be like, whatever, it's a weather balloon. But as soon as CNN puts out, like, oh, Navy puts out stuff, unidentified flying object, all of a sudden, and it's real and it's like the world is a lot more interesting that's where i think deep fakes started with all those shows that would come up and show you how they debunk videos on discovery channel stuff that's what i think the real deep fake was where they just they'd show you a video of this ghost and then they somehow would reenact it and be like see someone just faked that that's fake or that's C- uh, cgi <laughs> that's where i think the like fake started hold, with- hold on well you think no, dude, maybe. I mean, like, yeah, I they, have, you, they used to have shows where it used to just be about like, a paranormal fake. video, and then they would show you how it got, it got faked. 
and it was all these scientist guys that would be like, they did this with the light, they oh, did that with so the light. So they're like magicians giving away the secrets. Yeah. What, what's your thoughts on that, Tony? Well, I mean, there's that TV show. I think it's called Factor Fake. It was that probably one. 10, 15 yep. years ago. And uh, the people on that show, uh, you know, they, like you said, they were going out there and trying to re redo it to Re see if they could it, yeah. do it was video. But just because you can actually recreate mm -hmm. something doesn't mean it's not real. Like with, like with today's mm -hmm. technology, a, a kid in his basement who's good with CGI can recreate anything. And so it doesn't mean that it's not real. But the people on that show, they weren't scientists. They were just people trying to have a TV show that were into some weird stuff. I mean, it, it's it, it's not that hard to recreate re recreate things if you want to to do it. There was like three uh, seasons of that, and none of them ever were real. It always got debunked. And every time, like an idiot, me as a kid, I was like, this time it's going to be fucking real. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till the commercial's back. It's going to be fucking legit. And yeah. of course, they were like, no. Let me show you how they faked it. And again, I was like, man, That's next so episode. That's so interesting. But I know it's a TV show, but why is that TV show? Because uh, I thought it was real. I was a kid. No, We're no, no. About, we like, know why yeah. you watched it. I'm talking about <laughs> why the suits put that show out. Why is that show put out? Because we know that television is called programming and not scheduling. Why is that out? Again, they to get you to believe into these fucking laws of physics, right, Tony? What's your thoughts? They want to program you to think and believe what they want you to think and believe. So they feed your curiosity with things that you're interested in, only to take it away and say it's not real when they very well know it's real. These people who are going into uh, leadership, the elites in, their, in our country and stuff, they believe the things of old, like you were talking about before. It doesn't matter what you believe. If you don't believe the Bible's not real, if you don't believe this stuff is real, it, it, that's fine. Don't believe it. But the, the fact of the matter is the people who are running this country in this world, they believe it and they put a lot of stock in it. When you have Hillary Clinton putting out emails that have Moloch in it, Moloch's straight out of the Bible. I think it's Leviticus 18.21. Like it, God is warning not to sacrifice your children to Moloch. Yeah. Like, like it, like you and I, if we're if we're you know colleagues and we're communicating through email and stuff, there's not one time, and I know what Moloch's about. There's not one time that I would think that hey, it would be a funny joke to kind of put that in there. That's because these people put weight into it, and they're probably pursuing it. And I, I don't want to put words out there that you know accusing certain people of certain things, but I do have people before I was involved in podcasts, before I was involved in any of this stuff. I was in college. I was just a regular dude manipulated by everything in the mainstream media. I had a friend come to me. It was one o'clock in the morning. We're sitting there just chatting and talking. And he tells me some things that he went through in his life with his dad involving some elites in this country. And he had proof to back it up. And I have never spoken about this uh, publicly because I don't know if I, if, if, uh, if I can, if it can get me in trouble, him in trouble. But it involves previous presidents and uh, his dad had to flee the country. He's, he, and he proved it to me. And then he actually went to the other countries to be with his dad. And I, I, he proved it over and over again to me that his story was real. But his dad was on a hit list. So I guess you could connect the dots from there. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. I believe yeah. all that, dude. I believe it, it, that, like, you know, they uh, go on. You were about to say something. Uh, I, all right. So I'm, I'm just I have I've never I've hinted it on my show. And this I've is never the perfect place to do it, dude. I know. And Release I, I'm going to. I'm just going to do it because he's been ghosting me. I've been trying to organize a time to meet with his dad, and he's been ghosting me, so I'm just going to put it out there. Uh, so 
I'm in college and we're talking and he tells me how his dad, when his dad was in college, started doing runs for the mob. His dad was in uh, track on the track. He was making money, though, through the mob. He ran into uh, had some run ins with Clinton. I don't remember all the, the, the details of the story. I mean, it was 15 years ago. But uh, long story short, uh, he got on his bad side and he told me how he remembered being a kid. And his dad would sleep on the couch, but his dad's eyes would be open. Like he'd fall asleep with his eyes open, totally paranoid. He had people outside the house, guarding the house at night. And it got so bad that his dad divorced his mom and moved to Honduras because he just wanted to be, get away from the family. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, okay. And he, but then he goes even in, further into the story. And he says when he's, his dad's in Honduras, uh, his dad um, came across an old lady, took him up into the mountains and showed him an opal mine. This opal mine was one of two opal mines in the world that the opals actually have gold inside. And she sold it to him for a cheap price. And I'm like, okay, okay. He goes in his room, brings one of these opals out. And I'm like, dang, that's kind of crazy. And then uh, he drops out of college. And a few years later, I reconnect with him on, on Facebook. He's on, in Honduras. He has two Honduran twins. He's working in the mine with his dad. And so I see that. I start the podcast. I reach out to him. Turns out his dad is now back in the States. I'm not going to say what, what state it is, but his dad's living in the mountains off grid in the States. And it's because he, do, he cannot come back on grid because of the fear of his life and his family's life. And so I don't even know how I got on all that stuff. No, but, dude, this uh, is the show to do it. And we're not worried about facts here. We'll, 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 you know, uh, but here's the thing, dude. I couldn't, I, I, you know, again, we talked about this on another show. You know, Howard Stern having Hillary Clinton on is to me just, I've never been more let down in my life. I mean, like, there's so many facts out there. And we in the conspiracy world, you know, we, 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 we are loving people. We want to love. We want, we want pain and suffering to stop. We want people of this world, of this whatever we're in, assimilation, whatever. We want everybody to live a happy life with their family raise money you know feed their family uh you know have a laugh have a drink have a fart get their dick wet once in a while have a good time right and uh there's these people out there that just allow monsters to roam and it just really sucks because you don't get accused listen dude why anyone would do business with you when so many are like what 60 Business associates have committed suicide. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I'll, I'll tell you what, I, it just hit me. I remember him telling me his dad's name. This is probably like 2003, 2004. Uh, and I, I, I got online and I did some searching around and I did find his dad's name on one of these supposed lists that of people who are on this hit list. And uh, I was just like, I don't know what else to, to, to go with other than the fact that he tells me his dad's name. I find his dad's name on there. He backs up the story with Honduras. He shows me these opals. And I'm just like, at some point, like you said, coincidence or is it just being truthful? You know, so uh, it's just crazy, man. But uh, these people, they 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 truly believe in what they are pursuing and they do pursue the occultic side of things. They do pr pursue the uh, paranormal, supernatural side of things. And that's what I said earlier to you and stuff. I'm not sure if it was on the show or not, but like. I believe that a lot of this stuff ties together, a lot of it. I think that when you say paranormal, 
in my mind, now I grew up in a Christian household. I actually went to school to be a pastor at one time. I didn't graduate, so I pretty much dropped out. How do you but, flunk uh, pastor school? <laughs> because I didn't, kids. <laughs> I didn't read the good book, you know? Okay, so. <laughs> respect. Respect. But, <laughs> but um, these people, they, they, when, when, when I say paranormal and stuff, I also think supernatural too, because I, I, I see what's in the Bible and stuff. And what I see in the, with the elites in this world, they're lining up on the other side, the other team, they're on that other team. And, uh, it's just, I, I, I really do think that a lot of this stuff is more connected than we believe. And I think that they are very much well-informed in the ancient knowledge. And I think more so, I think that sometimes, I think some of these elites, know the Bible more than uh, people who say they they're Christians go to church and read the Bible because it, like there's so much stuff jam-packed in there if you actually read it you you would blow your mind I, I couldn't it, agree I, more I couldn't agree more I think the Bible is a lot more interesting than people know I think people are told how to interpret what's in the Bible you know there was a time where it was illegal to read the Bible that's yeah. because there's got not, I like a long time ago my friend Tony Dorado. When you, we were really young, this was like late, this was uh, early 90s. And he was in college and he was telling me all these predictions that he read in the Bible. And a lot of them happened 9 11, uh, the EU, uh, you know, the story of the lost tribes of Israel. That he, that's something he says that's coming. And I, I believe it, man. I believe a lot of that stuff. I, I think the, I think what happens is with all this stuff is like these power elite people, uh, they manipulate these books and then they manipulate how people interpret these books and they put stuff into these books to get us all to fight with each other. That's my honest opinion. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm okay. I'm fine with that. I, I'm not here to just, uh, you know, be like only say what I think is I'm here to do right, which is hear all the information and admit when I'm wrong. You know, I do believe that. Uh, our world is like every movie ever put out all at one time. I mean, like everything is going on. And the truth of the matter is, is like we only are allowed to hear about some of it. You know, mm -hmm. like I know Yemen is genocides going on in Yemen. I know that because I'm told that. But I don't like, do we really know that? You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's we only know what they allow us to hear and they allow us to see. And we don't yeah. know what's really going on out there. So if the people who control all the information tell us Bigfoot isn't real, well, it's very hard to find out if Bigfoot is real. Because until now, until there's, you know. Especially now, let's say someone did want to fucking had a, the perfect video of uh, Bigfoot. They put it up on YouTube. And then you, one of the elites tell YouTube, hey, we don't want that shit out. Oh, now they're shadow banned. Now it's banned. The video's gone. It's definitely not going to yeah, go on. Yeah, do that all the it's time. It's never going to go on, on the history I channel. If they don't want you to know, they're, you're not going to find out. Yeah. Trust me, you're not. Yeah. Any information outside of what they want, which is yeah. we're not important. We live on a rock hurling through space in this fucking ridiculous kind of spinning this way, but spinning that way. And, you know, and gravity. gravity. And all, yeah, and all this shit. Go on, Tony. I, I think that Bigfoot uh, is one of these topics that it's just so... So they could easily put out the, uh, let's just say, disinformation agents. People go on on YouTube and they get in the comment section and they start saying this, uh, uh, this, that, and the other, and other people kind of follow along with that. But when it comes to the Bigfoot community specifically, I've been involved in that community since I was 25, uh, and I'm 34 now, so man, time flies. But uh, So these people, they'll eat their own. 
like you put if you put a, a video or a picture out there and stuff like these people attack each other. So you don't really have to worry about uh, other people taking it serious when these people, they kill each other on their own. There's a there's a video online. and It's one of my favorite. Maybe it's because I'm biased. It happened in Pennsylvania, but it, it's known as the white Bigfoot. And in this region of the country, Ohio, Pennsylvania, uh, there's this white Bigfoot that people are seeing. And it's all over the place. It's really well known. It's it's been around for hundreds of years. Like this, this, this people have been seeing this thing. There's a video on YouTube of this thing, and there's people that say that it uh, that it's a guy wearing a hood uh, and all this other stuff. But <laughs> what you see, it's like I I've looked at this video a lot, and I swear it looks like the when the guy shines the light on it, it looks like the lip the lips pinched together. And it looks like the facial features move. It looks like it squints from the light and then it takes off. And it's just like, but you're never going to be able to prove Bigfoot until you, you take one's taken down, drug in and put on a table for DNA. Sampling, and they wouldn't even tell you that, dude. Look what they do. Well, they think it's Joel Embiid in white pajamas walking around. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I mean, uh, for sure, dude. And, you know, you bring up about how the Bigfoot people are just like, cannibalizing themselves you know you always hear within the uh the right and the conspiracy thing oh the left just eat their own dude you know because you know they'll they'll make this golden rule and then one of their their darlings breaks it and then they just eat them alive like zombies in a zombie movie well i hate to tell you conspiracy theorists do that as well you know, like if you have any success at all, they just want to be like, oh, you're sold out. Like, I, dude, I can't put out a video without being called a gay Jew shill, right? Like, like, no matter how much I talk about Zionism or whatever we want to talk about Israel and I respect and love everybody. I'm just having a real conversation about a foreign government, a foreign uh, intelligence agency in Mossad. No matter how much I talk about it, I'm still a shill. No matter how many times I have Eddie Bravo on uh, and talking flat earth, I'm still a shill because... Yeah. People just get really angry because there's some guys out there who are wonderful researchers. They just are great researchers, but they can't get any views on their videos. And it's like, I don't know what it is, but maybe you are too much data, not enough entertainment. And people just want, and it's just like, don't hate me. I let everybody on the show. Like if you're, you got a podcast and you're working hard. Uh, you know, I'll find you and get you on, try to get you so the swarm can find you and show you some love. You know, that's the name of the listeners of the swarm. They, they show up in bunches, man. And they're wonderful, supportive people, you know, but these, these people that just attack me and the show and anybody with any success, it's like, it's obvious what you're doing. You're player hating. You want to like the only real people in this business are people who live with their mothers, like in their basements. Like, you know, it's like, is that what success is to you? Then I want nothing to do with it. My father said a long time ago, never hate somebody for making a dollar. Now there's a, a righteous right way to make a dollar, which is being true, finding listeners, finding fans, getting big enough that, that, that corporations want to, uh, uh, you know, reach your, your 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 fans that's a real way to do it taking dollars being a larp a live action role player which is insane to me that that's a real thing and it yeah. is no, i didn't understand how people called you a show after the alex jones thing 
He's the guy who got banned on YouTube. How are you a shill when you're on his fuck? That's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking and heard. Well, it's I was just like, like he doesn't like to go after Israel. He has a fucking uh, Jewish girlfriend, and he doesn't. He wants to sleep in his bed, yeah. not on the couch. You know, I mean, like people don't realize that fucking shit. And I'm not saying Alex is perfect. And every time I go on Alex's show, I make him talk about Israel because I just think it's hilarious. But I don't. I mean, like, dude, it's just like. I mean, I I talk about everything. Stop attacking me. We got I'm, him to talk flat earth. Yeah. He doesn't yeah. like that shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But we were like, fuck We were like, fuck you. We're going to talk it. And then we had some guy to drop in some knowledge. And they now, were granted, arguing. We didn't convince him. But no, well, we kind of did. He dude, they up, put out yeah. a huge video An saying that they love earth. flat earth. Yeah. I, I don't, I, you know, it is what it is. Again, I'm more of a, a, a deep, I'm more of a geopolitics guy. But I want to get into Bigfoot. What is your thoughts on what Bigfoot is, Tony? All right. Well, if you want my thoughts on what Bigfoot is, we have to backtrack into a whole other topic, which Done. is the Netflix. Uh, so I say that again. Somebody, you cut up. We got backtrack into what? Uh, we have to backtrack into another topic, which is the Nephilim. Uh, I, I, I on my show, what my show is all about is I have people on the show to share their experiences. So they, they see something crazy. We talk about it and we talk about anything, not big, just Bigfoot, anything, abductions, all that. Oh, that's and, awesome. Uh, and so when I'm hearing all these people's stories and I've talked to hundreds of people and one thing you hear a lot is that Bigfoot uh, to somebody that's seen it will either be physical or it did something that seems paranormal. Like they'll call it cloaking or it disappeared or they'll, they'll be tracking tr uh, literal like, you know, 13, 14 inch foot tracks in the, in the snow out into a field. And all of a sudden it's not that there's nothing there anymore. The tracks are gone. Like it just disappeared. And so as somebody who went into this thinking it's a giant monkey in the woods and it must just be really intelligent. I don't know. Just trying to think outside the box with things. It, it, it's, I started thinking, how is it possible that some people have a paranormal experience with Bigfoot and other people have a very real physical, it's just a physical being with Bigfoot? And so I started at, from my roots of, you know, my, my faith and stuff. I started thinking about, you know, the idea of the Nephilim and how they came into existence. And this is where the idea of thinking outside the box comes from. Like, yeah, I, I, I dropped out of Bible college and stuff, uh, but I, I feel like I am... Uh, much further along when it comes to the topic of Nephilim than most pastors in America are. And uh, I, I could probably talk them under the table with it because I've looked into it so much because, so the Nephilim in Genesis 6, verse 4. Now, Genesis in the book of Genesis uh, is believed to be written by Moses, and he just spe speaks about it just real briefly. In Genesis 6, 4, he sa it says that the, the, in those days, the Nephilim were on the earth and after, and the and after was referring to after the flood. And it talks about how the fallen angels came and had sex with women and their offspring were the Nephilim. Okay, so that's in Genesis 6-4. And so I was thinking, okay, so I'm really interest, interested in the topic. I wanted to learn more about the Nephilim. So I looked outside the Bible, which there's a book called the Book of Enoch. Now, there's three books of Enoch. I the love this, dude. I <laughs> love this. This is like my favorite shit like that, like I always bring this up when I'm doing shows, uh, you know, and I'm talking about the Bible on stage because I'm not, I'm a spiritual man, not a religious man, but you, nobody knows about the Bible and all this stuff you're talking about. This is the good shit, dude. I love yeah. this. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but I got to tell you, I am giddy right now. Hard nipples. 
I, I, I get hard nipples thinking think about it too. So there's <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of hard nipple men hanging out. I, it, I, I'm telling you, like, it's just something that I really get excited about because uh, I feel like for me, this is how I, I view things. So I, I, I'm a Christian. I believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God and that he did something miraculous, which was he came back to life after three days of death. And that's what most Christians kind of just stop at in America. But the Bible is just so rich with deep stories. If you start digging, you start trying to figure out what the culture was in those days that it was written, you start finding out so many more pieces as to what the world was like back then and what was true. And so this the fact that I believe that the Bible is real, and in Genesis 6-4, it's talking about fallen angels having sex with women, the offspring being Nephilim giants, which which was what Goliath was. Now, there are in the Bible, there's up to 36 different types of tribes of giants. People don't even know that. Oh, like the most man. pastors don't know that. It's crazy how many how deeply entrenched the Nephilim giants are in the old in, in the Old Testament. Let's get I, real quick, man. I mean, like, listen, dude, Johnny, you used to go to church, right? I used to go to church. Yeah, I went to church. Yep. Yeah. Did they, they ever talk about giants in church? Briefly. Yeah, like, my pastor did. Yeah, a little bit, but like, not a lot. Why wouldn't you talk about all this stuff? It's so much. It's like I would rather church be like a version of Comic-Con where you're talking about all the cool ass shit going on. But I'm telling you, man, this goes back to what we're saying, which is that this has been a long game played to get people not to know what's really going on. And it, and it just what is up is really down. You, you know what? I have very hot headed opinions about that, what you just said. Uh, and I, I, I get angry emails all the time when I say this stuff. But uh, when it comes to why this stuff isn't talked about in the church is one, because people run away from things they don't understand. Instead of digging and chewing on it for a while and trying to understand things, they move to easier things that they can comprehend. On top of that, the, in, in 2019, American Christian churches, if you go into these churches and you start talking about the Amorites, the Anakims, the Hittites, all these different ites in the Old Testament being Nephilim giants that, that were created by fallen angels having sex with women. Now, they weren't pure. Like some of them were, you know, uh, diluted, but they had Nephilim DNA in their blood. Like you in, in, in today's day and age with with the way the church is and stuff it's run like a business and they want more they want people to come back the next week so right. they're not going to they're not going to give you the stuff the real meat to chew on they're going to give you the cupcake sermons to make sure that everybody that's here this week yep. comes back next week because we have a church mortgage we need to pay yep. we have an entire staff we need to pay yep. and and that's that's the state of if and if you want to if, challenge me on this, in China, you look at the state of the Christian church in China, they're underground, they don't have buildings, they're in hiding. That's the state of the Christian church in China. It's two different directions. And, it, and, and here in, in this country, it's all about money, it's become a business, and they should not be 501c3. Some, sure, but the ones that are treating their organization like a business should not be tax-exempt. Couldn't in my agree opinion. more, dude. Couldn't agree more, man. Jesus, you know, you go back to a lot of Jesus is like thought churches were like in your living room, like at your house, your friends are over and you guys sit down, you guys powwow, right? Uh, That's you what know? the original was. Yeah, not these mega fucking churches. Oh, like that guy, Joel Olstein, man. Talk about yeah. showing your true colors during the Houston flood and you weren't going to allow people into your church. Right there, they should storm that fucking castle and yeah. fucking... Good. Put that dude in a guillotine, man. How about the churches the the servants uh, Kanye has? They're so expensive. 
Yeah. yeah, he's just it's a, it's a fucking dude. Event. It's no, so it's a show. obvious what he's doing. He's one, he's trying to get his soul back. He can't do it. And two, he th he's trying to make that tax exempt yeah. money. That's it's what it so is. It's so obvious. Exactly what it is. <laughs> what he's trying to do. He's a genius. Man. He's fucking. Smart. I don't know if he's I a genius. If, if you he know gets away he's with doing that, it, it's not a, genius. If he gets away with that, it, well, dude, they love that shit. They so, love that uh, shit. With Kanye stuff, I mean, if you look at his new album and stuff, there's a lot. Uh, if you dig into it, and I think it was Larry Johnson that I saw posted about this. Uh, there's a lot of occultic symbolism just with his album, even with the Masons and stuff, the colors gold and blue, which is the color cover of his album. The uh, BPMs that the I guess the album was recorded on there, there, which was I think 33 or something like that. Oh I forget how it broke. Oh my God! <laughs> look, look at his Twitter page and scroll down through Larry Johnson's page. It's somewhere on, on there. I'm confident I've seen it there. But uh, it, it's just it's crazy stuff. But um, get back to the Nephilim. You were talking yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, the multiple right. giants. I didn't mean yeah. to ruin that. But again, it's like I'm sorry, dude. I would go to church if I knew we were gonna have a sermon. On fucking falling angels and giants, I'd be like, "Tell me about, tell me about the aliens abducting uh, the Virgin Mary and getting that freak on, and that's why Jesus can walk on water and change because he's part alien." I'll listen to that all day. Maybe that's not your belief, Tony, but uh, I mean, we've been <laughs> no. told that, and I love all of it. Yeah, and here's the thing: like, I, I'm very, I, I get a lot of trouble for this on my show too, where I'm very big supporter of free speech and non-censorship. I have many people on my show that I don't necessarily agree with, but we hold intelligent conversations because you're a human being, I'm a human being, and I feel like I can learn from somebody even though I don't agree with them. And so, I, no, I don't agree with that, but uh, it, it's, it's fine that you do and I can talk to you about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, but, but anyways, the, the, with the Nephilim and stuff, um, so I started looking outside of the Bible as some ancient writings, and I found the book of Enoch. And I found out that there's three books of Enoch. The very first book is, I, I, in my opinion, written by Enoch himself. It was written almost as if Who he was Enoch? writing things. That Who was, is Enoch? Enoch was, um, I, I, he was the father or the grandfather of Noah, I believe. Uh, he was, you know, way back in the li lineage. Uh, but he was one of two people in the Bible who was literally taken fr uh, from this earth by God. He never died. And in Revelation, it talks about how in the end times, when, when it, the world is gearing up for the return of Christ, Enoch is going to be one of the people who comes back and is basically warning the public as to what's happening. What's, and little side note with that, and we'll, I swear we'll get into Nephilim, but uh, what I find interesting is, so Enoch was taken from God and is going to be brought back at another time. Uh, for a later day for another generation, not for, you know, maybe, maybe our generation. I don't know, but like, you know, 200 years ago, he wasn't for that generation. There's a future generation that he's going to come back for. And in the book, Enoch, it, it, it says that this book, and I have it right here, by the way. Um, but in, in, uh, chapter one, verse two, it says that, uh, now Enoch is writing this. He, he says, uh, referring to what he's about to write, this whole book, he says, but not for this generation, but for a remote one, which is for to come. So he's writing this book of Enoch for a future generation. He's taken by God for a future generation. And now in, in, in the circles that I run with and stuff, this book of Enoch is becoming very, very, very popular. And so it just makes me wonder if there's a synchronicity here where the book of Enoch's coming back and maybe, 
Enoch himself's coming back soon. I don't know. But uh, I find it very interesting nonetheless as far as synchronicities go. But in this book of Enoch that what I was reading about was, um, so the, the other two books, Second Enoch and Third Enoch, I'm not convinced that Enoch himself wrote these. And they're, they're really, like if you think the first book's crazy, they're really bananas. And they're actually dated <laughs> later. Now, like like the, 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 this book of Enoch is, I, I believe, probably the oldest writing we have as human beings. Like, he, like according to scriptures, Enoch was one of the first humans. Uh, but in chapter 7, it talks about the, what the fallen angels did in, in uh, Genesis 6-4. And it, it says that, and all the others together with them, referring to the angels, took unto themselves wives, and each one cho- uh, each chose for himself one, and they began to go into them, meaning sex, and to defile <laughs> themselves with them. And here, here's something else now. And they, and they taught them charms and enchantments and the cutting of roots and made them acquainted with plants. Charms and enchantments, meaning the magic that the, that the fallen angels are able to do because they're supernatural beings, they started teaching their human uh, wives and counterparts. So in the Bible, God warns throughout the entire Bible not to pursue necromancy, not to pursue sorcery. And he doesn't warn us these things because it's impossible. He warns us because it is possible, but it's not healthy for us. Now, that's what that, we'll take it back full circle to what we're talking about the elites. It doesn't matter what you believe. They believe that this is real, and they're pursuing the satanic element of it, the charms, the enchantments, all the sacrifices to Moloch, all that stuff. They believe it. And in the book of Enoch, it says that the fallen angels taught humans how to do this. It's a knowledge that we were not supposed to have. Well, I got to say something. When Enoch does come back, I hope he does like a big invite, and then you could all... (laughs) Get your suits at adsuits.com. Go to adsuits.com backslash tinfoil hat. Put your email in there, and uh, you can win a chance to win a free suit. Uh, these suits are high-end. When Enoch's here, man, you're going to want to look good, okay? you got to look dapper to the nines, okay? And, you can, dude, some of you guys are going to run out, and you're going to get, like, $700, $800 suits. Go to adsuits.com. You can get the same suit for $35 to $50. It's my friend Ben's company. It's the fucking best. Go to adsuits.com backslash tinfoil hat. Man, why pay more when you... Enough with the brand names, okay? You don't need the brand names. You just gotta look dapper. When Enac comes back, it's gonna be a giant party and everyone's gonna be hitting it with these earth chicks because everybody loves earth women. I don't know what it is. Aliens always coming here, getting, getting earth chicks pregnant. It's you got to look good. You're going to compete with aliens who got sorcery, okay? You got to have a dapper suit. Ladies love a man in the suit. So go to 80suits.com backslash tinfoil hat. Tell them Sam sent you. Say hi to my friend Ben. So we got these sorts. We got this thing, and I want to get into something you just said uh, to get you back on track, and that is that, you know, what we believe becomes our reality. There is no reality. There's only perception. And I was kind of talking to somebody that, like, oh, if we – if the leads would have us believe in that the sky isn't blue, it's pink. And, and I, I forget who the guest was. He goes, well, if enough of us believe it, it becomes pink. Yeah. So there is no reality. There's only perception. And if your perception is that Moloch, the devil, the black cube of Saturn, all that dark art shit is real, that becomes your reality. Wouldn't you agree on that? Oh, 100%. I mean, and like I referenced earlier, Orwell. 
1984, two plus two is five. When the orders come through to redefine a word, to subtract a word, to, t to redefine math itself, everybody just follows suits. It's literally about perception. And so it, it, it's, it's uh, you, you have to, I think personally, you have to dig into information, but be honest and truthful with yourself. And when you have questions and you have, you have these things that pop up that don't make sense to you, it's incredibly important to dive harder into it and dive more into it to pursue knowledge instead of running away from it. Because when you run away from these things, you, you don't forget what you saw, but then you start creating things that, you know, in your own personal reality make you feel comfortable, which may not be truth. And so I, I think it's incredibly important to, to pursue truth. Uh, and when the way I was talking about with the Nephilim in uh, Enoch, in that same chapter further down, this is where I think the idea of cryptids come in, which is Bigfoot, uh, Dogman, all these, these monsters that people say they see. Um, in the book of Enoch, uh, chapter 7, verse 5, it says, And they began to sin against birds and beasts and reptiles and fish and to devour one another's flesh and drink their blood. When he says sin against, he's talking about sex. He's referencing the same thing he said about the women. They, fallen angels, not only had sex with women, but they did it with animals, all of God's creation. They wanted to disrupt all of God's DNA, created DNA. Now, this was before the Jesus Christ. And so I believe that the fallen angels knew what was to come and they were trying to disrupt the DNA line so that there was no hu pure human beings to even for Jesus Christ to even come back to be a sacrificial lamb for. And so I, I believe that this is a deep rooted thing. And I do believe the elites know about this and they believe it and they are just playing on the other team, the other side of this. And so I think that when it comes to the idea of Bigfoot and these creatures doing uh, these uh, things that seem natural, but also they also seem paranormal. I think if you are remnant of what happened in ancient days, you might have something in your DNA that gives you the ability to do things that uh, a dog doesn't do, you know? Um, because angels, we know, have the ability to transcend dimensions. They go in and out of dimensions. They can, the, the Bible story of uh, Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, they're thrown into a furnace. And the three people thrown in the furnace, they look in the window and they see a fourth person because an angel appeared inside the furnace to protect them. We see it over and over again. We see angels uh, in, in Sodom and Gomorrah. They visited Lot and they actually looked like human beings and they actually consumed food in this story. So we know that they can transform their bodies and actually become human to the point that they can consume food. We know they can have sex. And so I think that when it comes to this idea of Bigfoot, if they are the remnant of what happened here in Enoch, then they might have special abilities, but not all of them. Like I have a twin brother and sister. They're Puerto Rican. One's whiter than me. The other one's darker than me because they have different D They have the same DNA, but they just got different things. Yeah. That's why you, you can have five kids. One's a superstar athlete and the other one's a, a nerd that can't, you know, dribble a basketball. It's it, they have different abilities, same bloodline, just different abilities. And I just think that, you know, that might be, something that explains why people see this craziness when it comes to Bigfoot. I, I believe that people are seeing things. I have friends. Before I started this podcast, uh, I had a friend that came to me uh, because he found out what I was interested in. He's, and he's a hunter. And he's like, dude, I saw a Bigfoot one time when I was hunting. And I was like, and he tells me he's just real brief. He's just saw something. We're in Pennsylvania. There are no grizzlies. You have black bear. 
but no grizzlies. He said what he saw was on its hind legs. It was a dark brown. It was walking on its hind legs into the tree line. And he said it was like 10 feet tall. That's not a bear. And so, uh, and then I have other friends who, who, after this show launched and everything, everything I do, they've told me their stories and stuff. And it's just like, at some point you, you start to saying to yourself, can everybody be lying to you or just plain up crazy? You know, cause that's, there's, there's thousands of people. I mean, maybe, maybe the, some people say, yeah, absolutely. But, uh, there, Dude, there are I'm telling you, man, I'm telling you this brother, Tony, I, I when it comes to ghosts, I've seen shit. Uh, I, I've seen it for myself. I've seen uh, orbs at the comedy store. I was at, uh, I, I mean, I've seen three different times that there's been some sort of uh, paranormal activity and people wanted to miss it. It's just, you know, it's just like people, it's drummed into our head these fucking rules, these laws of physics, and like these very smart people. Now, now you could be smart. You remember on the last show, someone said they were somebody was smart, but I mean they were uh, what were they were smart? They were book smart, but not intelligent. Some along the lines of that. There, there are there are people who could write the greatest script you've ever met, ever read in your life, and wouldn't know any street smarts to save their life. They hook believe everything hook line and sinker you know there's some just because you can you know the rules of grammar and you're good at memorizing doesn't mean you understand how this very complex world works there is so much more to this world than anyone could ever and i've experienced it a ton of stuff and if you know people like oh there's videos you could see stuff happen I mean, I did an interview with Abby Martin at the comedy store, and a orb just goes over her head. I've seen a thing pass in front of the light at the comedy store. These are real things that happen, man. The world is way more more interesting than anybody ever knows. I've heard that the comedy store has a lot of stuff going on inside. I wouldn't. I, I mean, dude, I've seen it myself. I saw. I heard a faucet get turned on, and I was the only one there. I, I saw this weird beam of white light that I've never seen before at the comedy store, and then I saw something pass right in front of it. And it's not recently when it's been packed. This was we're talking about a while ago when you used to go there. and There used to be a couple comics. It, there was a no one there. Now you go there, and you're like, "What are you talking about? It's so busy." No, Sam's talking <laughs> yeah, about back go, in the day. Ghosts never yeah. haunt busy shit. Yeah, it was you back know, in the day, they, they have social anxiety. That's the problem <laughs> with ghosts. They they can't go out in the public. They got what's it called? Agoraphobia. Is that what's called? Um, now, any thoughts that uh, that these fallen angels are uh, aliens? Uh, I, I think that there could be. Now, I just did. Um, I have mixed opinions on it. I, I go both ways. I, I can I can see a lot of different opinions when it comes to aliens and fallen angels. Um, I just did a show. Uh, a couple weeks ago where the guys came on and they they just did a documentary and they were talking about how they believe that angels are demons. Uh, and so it kind of goes with the line of the fallen angels kind of thing. Um, but I definitely think that you see a lot of parallels. The more you look into these things, like you see, you see, you know, people say, I saw Bigfoot do this. But then, you know, a year later, I'm talking to somebody and they're talking about an alien abduction. I'm like, wait a second. I've heard this before. Only it was a Bigfoot story. Like like I, these things kind of line up and are synchronized sometimes. And I think maybe th there is a possibility that it's some type of fallen angel uh, or maybe the, the Nephilim themselves. Because in the book of Enoch, it says that the, when the Nephilim die, their spirits 
don't go anywhere, but they roam the earth as demons. And so in the book of Enoch, it says that the, fall, that the Nephilim, dead, the dead spirits of Nephilim are demons. And so it, it kind of has, it would have a direct tie to the fallen angels in a way. Uh, but yeah, I mean, w- I think that there's just so much cra- crap going on. I think that there's a veil that's maybe thinning with our dimension and reality to another side. Uh, we have, you know, I forget who it was recently that I, I heard about this. I think it was on Chelsea Handler's show. Uh, they had some scientist guy on and he was talking and he's like, you know, somebody legit, like he was, he knew. And he was saying how they do. I question that if he's on Chelsea Handler's show. Yeah, (laughs) that's true. He might be a a voodoo doctor who, who feels bad about his white privilege. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe (laughs) go on. Sorry. (laughs) No, that's very true. I mean, you do have to question everything. Uh, but I, I found it odd that you have somebody uh, on a show like that and he's saying no we do explore other rea- dimensions and realities and we're going into them he was referring to they asked him about the uh the show um uh what's that show uh, with the upside down the kids on netflix um stranger uh, things stranger things yeah uh he was there they asked him about that and he's like no we, we do do that and so <laughs> no no, I, no I, dude I, that's the whole thing like wow. I, I did the yeah. thing on the montauk project and like people want to like, dismiss all that stuff, but I 100% believe in all of it. Uh, time travel, uh, all, all that. I mean, like, I don't know what are your, your opinions on Q. I know it's a, it's a hit or miss with some people. Uh, I, I'm somebody that think that whatever, I don't know what Q is. I just know the information's real. So whether it is, again, I'm, I've been repeating myself a lot lately on these episodes, but I'm going to say it again. Either it's real information or it's spoiler alerts, right? Either they're trying to give us some insight into what's really going on or it's spoiler alerts, okay? But they know something to the point where... The facts are legit. Or, no, no, or like Project Looking Glass where they found the ability to time travel and look into the future. And like, is this thing a quantum AI computer that can look into the future? You, I think you hit it right there. I, that's, what I, that's where I lean. I lean towards the idea that, that this is a possible... Um, I wouldn't want to say psyop, but I definitely think that it's a possibility that this has deep roots in AI technology. Uh, and and the way I think about it is back in, what, the 50s, 60s, when they started coming out with these computers that could play chess, and the first computer beat you know a human being at chess, big deal. Uh, back then it was. It, but what they did was they, they, they gave this computer, artificial intelligence, a set of rules to operate within. Now what we're doing is we have artificial intelligence and these, the, this artificial intelligence is learning, self-learning through communication with other machines. So it's communicating with each other and building off of each other. And we yeah. know that artificial intelligence learns like a thousand times faster than human beings. So if we have a super smart AI that's constantly learning, not off of rules that we've contained it in, but outside of any kind of rules. Yeah. Who's to say that this the, that AI hasn't been it hasn't gotten so far advanced that it has the ability to be able to see the future because it has access to so much information, everything that's going on in the world every second of the day, it knows and it's able to through algorithmic calculations be able to predict what's going to happen because of that. I, I think it's a very real possibility that it is AI. And when the when the FBI, I guess what it was back in August, came out, dropped that note that they're going to go after people talking about yeah. Q, Pizzagate, and all that stuff, I found that very interesting on many different levels. I mean, you have 
um, them mentioning Q and Pizzagate specifically right after uh, Epstein did yeah. his whole thing. Yeah. And it's like they're trying to squash that real quick. But then I started thinking, why are they not go why are they, they threatening the American public people who talk and, and go off about Q? If, they, it, it, if Q's a person, how come they can find me, they can find you, but they can't find Q? And maybe it's because Q's not a person. Maybe Q is an artificial intelligence that's been dropping bombs because it's, it has the ability to, to you know, predict the future. Well, the reason and, I, I agree with that, man, is, well, one, if you, uh, you brought up chess, there's a very famous match between like the world's greatest chess player and a computer. And the computer used a legal move that had never been seen before. It was a move on a chessboard that no one had ever done because it was so advanced they couldn't think of it, but this computer thought of it, and it was a legal move. That's crazy. Did you see that the, you know, they had AI playing Go, which is a you know really advanced, way game. more advanced than yeah, chess. It's yeah, it's way more advanced. And way and crazy. the leading, the top guy in Go who played the AI, he just quit because he was so demoralized. He says. No matter who I beat, there will always be another entity out there that's better than me. And that's what he said. And he, it just shook his confidence so much. That well, I talk about Trump. I go, what is Trump? What is Trump? Trump is one of three things I say. Trump is either the agent of chaos that they, they sold us on. Okay, maybe. Maybe not. Uh, Trump is, an, is a theater. He's an actor playing the agent of chaos. But that... What he represents has gotten away from him, and I think that's a little closer. But going back to what Tony's saying right now, maybe this whole thing is a, a game played by an AI so advanced that it knows the outcome of destroying all these decade, if not century-old institutions like the mainstream media, like fucking... Uh, uh, these trade deals, this this uh, Paris Climate uh, Accord, all these different things that we see that makes no sense for business as usual to be going down. Right? Trump being president himself. I mean, think back to when he won the presidency. I mean, I, I went home that night. I was talking to guys and stuff, and, I, and I'm like, he's not going to win. He's not going to win, guys. And like, and and I couldn't believe he won. And I was like, all the polls were saying that he was trailing Hillary substantially, and and then he just comes through and and <laughs> wins it. And it made me feel like that I was living in bizarre world. Like, and that's what that, I've been feeling like that for years now, where I, I feel like there's just something off, almost as if I don't know we're in a simulation. You know, like you talk about. Or we all died in 2012. You know, or. We reached yeah, singularity calendar. a little while ago, and we've been just this, this, this AI is just every single one of us is a different test to see how the reality would play out. Like mm. each one of us is a mini different equation, and they just want to see how this would play out, how that would play out, how this would play out. What if a Mexican got Drake's haircut? Would women <laughs> like that? That, and we're finding out right now with uh, XG. Okay, we don't we don't know how it's gonna play. It's out. going good. Don't worry. Not about well. It. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I mean, women do bang everything. But 
aliens. They could be demons. They could be anything. Like, you know what's so funny? Everybody was all worried about trans in the military, and no one was caring about how rednecks were getting abducted <laughs> at a fucking historical rate in the Midwest. Nobody cared. Everyone worried about soldiers in high heels and fuck me pumps while rednecks <laughs> were getting fisted in space. Nobody cared. Nobody cared. Right? I mean, we got people getting abducted. How come they're always abducting rednecks? How come they're never getting, like, fucking taco truck people in East Los Angeles? Or too crowded. Too crowded. It's Skywalker Ranch. It's Skywalker Ranch. How much? How much shit was going on yeah, there? Yeah, dude. Multiple if you, shit. If you go to boom, that, boom. dude, you better go in a crew, a dance crew. So like, are, uh, are we going to do that? Skimmer? Hey, dude, I'm down for I, as many people come as possible. <laughs> it's got to be more than ten, though. Can't kill ten yeah. of us. I, I definitely plan on making a trip out. You want to go, dude? I'll go with you, Tony. We got Tony in. We got Johnny in. We got Mexican Drake in. We'll get a couple more yeah. of these fucking people. I'm telling you, like, and I, I, I'm, it's crazy because I, with what I do and stuff, um, I, I've had experiences and, and stuff, but outside, when I started this show, it's like, you would think that everything would be happening around me. I talked to all these people. I've talked to people who are demonically possessed. They're telling the story and stuff and nothing. Like I have nothing happen around me. I'm, I feel like I need to go to Skinwalker Ranch to actually see something crazy now. Have you tried, so, have you tried the Ouija board? Try that no, and tell me nothing happened. Yeah, dude, don't be dancing with the devil in the pale moonlight, bro. God damn, Mexican well, Drake. Look, Give him looking, the worst career well, advice he, ever. He's looking for something. I'm like, you looking for something? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you how to look find for it, Tony. I'll tell watch you what you yeah. look for. That, that shit's scary. I'm not necessarily looking to have an experience. I just, you would think I would have experiences. Well, my but question I don't. is, do you go? Are you a ghost hunter? Uh, I put. Here's the thing. So I, I because of you know my my theological convictions there's certain things i'm not willing to do like uh the idea of forbidden of you're being forbidden to do practice necromancy summoning of spirits i won't do that but i'll go into a haunted place and and walk around chill and because i think that if something's really haunted it's gonna you're gonna know it whether you're trying to summon something or not you know what i mean because how many times do we hear people having experience like you're at the comedy sport you're you're not summoning orbs it happens though yeah and it so does. i think of it but how many really haunted places have you been to a lot uh yeah i've been and to, nothing you've got nothing nothing i've been to all right so eastern state penitentiary in philadelphia it was it was actually initially built outside of philly back in the day but the city grew around the the penitentiary where at the point they had a kindergarten place right across the street from the eastern state penitentiary it's supposedly haunted i think it was al capone that was there all that stuff i've been there nothing it's just i'm just you stayed overnight like, there I, I haven't been overnight I've been See, dude, that's evening. why you gotta like it's uh, like, like you gotta go alone. I'm not saying it's not because I'm just telling you, dude. I I I've seen the spirit shit and it and it's like super crazy. And you know, and we recently have had people in the in the conspiracy community like they start and she this one woman who passed away. I forget what her name is, but I don't want to I don't want to be disrespectful. She might come back and by. haunt you. But dude, I mean, like she was doing spells and stuff, and it's like that's one thing I tell you I will not do is fuck with the occult. Because, dude, you're you're summoning dark, dark well, shit, well, man. You saw, we already brought him up, but that kid had that ritual where he was giving himself up to the devil and then... Oh, yeah, that rapper? Yeah. I mean, dude, that guy, shit. like, what was his yeah. name? Uh, Juicy, Juicy World. World. 
Juicy, Juicy World? God, Juice they're World. just running out of names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they should call you for names. You come up they with some should. good I'd shit I'd be like, sometimes. your name is Nephilim M. There you go. That's a great rapper name. There you go, asshole. You're going to be a giant. Yeah. <laughs> You're going right? to be a giant in the industry. Dude, can you Nephilim. believe not one rap group has been called the Black Nobility? How is that fucking possible? <laughs> that, to me, lets you know how powerful that group is, that they won't even let a rap group be called it. Yeah. That to me, it's, dude. It's crazy. So, you know, demons, no demons, no nothing. Do you, everyone's, you see, I mean, do you, how many people have you interviewed? Uh, I do about five interviews a weekend. I have about 70 interviews that haven't been aired yet. I'm booked with interviews every weekend through July 2020. So, let me I'm ask busy. you something, dude. Uh, are they all podcasters or Twitter celebrities oh. or YouTube? No, they're all just ordinary people that reach out to me now. So, I, I don't, I don't seek people out for interviews. Could they, they like, all I be lying? Many. It's impossible, right? I mean, it's not impossible, but when you have a woman come on the show to talk to a man that they, she's never talked to before in her entire life, and she's she's breaking down, crying because of her, the experience that she's relaying to you, she knows. Like people know how big the show is, they know that people are going to hear their story. They're crying, and then you have somebody who's an adult say that I was so scared that I soiled my pants like like that that's a vulnerability that I don't think if you're lying you're going to go down that road and yeah. I've had so many people that just open up completely sobbing on the show because they're reliving the experience they went through in that moment men women it happens all the time and like I said I mean there's so many people that are contacting me that you have to at some point just give it give it legitimacy. And there's plenty of interviews that I've done. I've sat through the interview, and at the end of it, I'm like, I don't believe that dude, and I'm not, and I don't air it. But the way I view things is, I don't. So the way I look at it is like, if uh, a theist and an atheist are in the same room and they have a paranormal experience, they're gonna walk out of that room and relay that story very differently because they went into the experience with having very yeah, different world. They views. have filters. Yeah, and so it, it doesn't. It just because what you're telling me, I don't necessarily agree with on how you view your experience. For me, it's do I believe you had an experience? And if I believe you had an experience, we're good. Because I like I, like I said to you earlier, I don't need to agree with everybody in order to talk to them. And that's that's one of you know I get I get so many emails because people are like angry because I had somebody on to talk and and they're like I can't believe you believe this I'm like just because somebody said something on my show doesn't mean I believe it. Well, you know, you know, for uh, that's that's a tricky thing about this show. It's like, you know, I'm not here to interview people I only agree with. I'm not even here to challenge people. I'm here like, okay, this guy's got something interesting to talk about. I'm going to let him talk about it and let the crowd decide or the listeners and the viewers decide whether this is uh, worth, you know, this is worth them pursuing. I'm just here to give you guys different things that are happening into the world that would make it more interesting. I'm not going to unless someone says something nuts, like I've had some famous fights on the show and, you know, it's just like, unless it's something I feel is just like, uh, old some propaganda or some bullshit that is just trying to make other people feel like shit. Like I'll, I'll step in and say something, but for the most part, I want people to get out their information and let the crowd decide. I I I have a real belief that the listeners of this show, well, one of the, one thing they're smart enough to get past the name because the yeah. name itself 
can scare people and they don't realize what it is. It's like we're kind of trying to own this kind of degrading term. We're owning it. So they can't really make fun of us. If they call us tinfoil hatters, we're like, yeah, we are. Now what? You know? And we get past that. We start taking away their tools to de uh, degrade us. And if you're smart enough to get past that, because I've, I've hit up guests to do it, man. This show gets amazing numbers. It's not as big as, my, you know, my friends are all the Mount Everest of uh, <laughs> podcasting. It's just the truth. And you can get really lost in that you're not on that mountain. But... As I look up at my friends who I all started with who were on the mountain, I realize there's a lot of people looking up to me. So I'm, I mean, I was, I'm blessed that we even get the numbers that we get. And, uh, and, and, and that means there's a lot of people who realize what the, what the, what the whole story is about. And uh, we interview everybody, dude. I've had everybody from very devout Christians who do the cultist podcast all the way to uh, the, you know, the Church of Satan people. I've had conversations with them. And, you know, you everybody gleans a little bit from everybody. I mean, I think people would really be amazed at how more they're like than the people they think are their polar opposites. That there's so much more in common than anybody really understands, man. And uh, so you were telling me uh, off air where you, you had a, an incredible story about a visiting a Satanist house that was a very, that you didn't know they were Satanist or they are Satanist or what happened with that? All right. So, um, when I told this story on my show, it took a half an hour. So I'm going to try to speed up. Over here. Take your time, dude. We're in no hurry. <laughs> but, um, uh, so as, as a Christian, um, I come across certain people that, you know, I just connect with and I was, I, I drive truck for a living full time. And I was doing a delivery one day and I was talking to the receiver, him and I hit it off. And every time I would go in there, we just have good conversation. And as I was going in there, he started telling me more and more of his life story. This dude has a crazy life story, very dramatic. It would be a great book, movie, whatever. And he kind of gets to the end of his story and he tells me, and he kind of just stops. And I said to him, so what, what's next? Like what, what happens in the next chapter of your life? And he looked at me right in the eyes and he just said, I don't know. I'm probably just going to blow my brains out. And I was just like, for me, like, I was like, bro, like, I, I can't just let that go. And so I, I just, I kind of just said to him what, what I just felt inside. And I was just like, man, you don't want to do that. God's got plans for your lives. And, and as soon as I said that though, and I said that God has plans for your life, he looked at me and it was like he, something was triggered in his brain and he starts asking me questions about God. And, and I'm like, okay, I can talk about this. And we talked about it. And then he's, he's like showing so much interest. Like he never even heard about God. And then he uh, falls me out to my truck and he's like, I, I want to meet with you outside of work to talk about this. And I'm just like, yeah, not a problem. I, I mean, I, I can do that. No problem. So we arranged a time. It was a Saturday, that Saturday morning at 11 AM, I was going to meet him at his house and he wanted to hear more about God. And so that's what we did. And leading up to that, though, that week, I just started getting this feeling like inside, like I felt like, you know, almost like God was speaking to me, preparing me uh, for something bananas that Saturday. I didn't understand what was going on, but I felt like there was going to be some kind of demonic things going on. And I didn't know where it was coming from. I called my pastor up and I just told him what was going on that day when it had happened. And, uh, and he said to me that it was crazy because he was in the, that morning, he just felt like God was telling him that he needed to pray for me because I was going to have a divine encounter. And so I was like, oh, well, that's kind of crazy. And so I go to, I go to this guy's house that Saturday and I knock on the door and 
the door just kind of opens by itself. And I was just like, that's creepy. And it's like completely dark inside. Lights are out. And so I took a step inside the door and I was like, hello. And he comes out from behind the door and he looks at me and he goes, you showed up. And I was like, yeah, we made a plan at 11 o'clock. I'm here. And he's like, most people don't show up. And I looked at him and they, they, it, it should have been alarms in my head right yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, but Did the door slam like, shut. <laughs> <laughs> but I was just like, you know, I, I'm a, I believe that, you know, God's got me. So I'm just like, whatever. And I really didn't even think anything of it. And um, so he, he, I come inside and, and I'm in his living room and from floor to ceiling, every inch of his walls were covered in pinup girls. And I was just like, dude, this guy's a bachelor. Like <laughs> my wife wouldn't let me decorate the house like this. And he tells me to go to the dining room table. And uh, as I'm walking to the dining room table on my left side, I'm, I'm passing a bookshelf. And again, I just felt something about the bookshelf. I was just like, uh, just my attention was drawn to it. I didn't know what it was though. And then I approached the table. There's two chairs. There's a chair between the table and a window and a chair between the table and a door. And I just, again, felt drawn to sit in the chair uh, between the table and the window. I believe that God was drawing me to these things. And we spent some time talking about stuff. He's telling me, you know, some of the hobbies that he has, this, that, and the other. And uh, then the, the conversation starts taking a turn. And he, he looks at me at one point and he said, do you believe in ghosts? And I was like, yeah, I believe in ghosts. And right there, I kind of knew whatever I felt was going to be happening that day was going to start now. And he looked at me. And he's like, oh, OK. And he's like, uh, there's seven ghosts in this house. And I looked at him and I said, it doesn't surprise me. And that's a phrase that I just I don't know why I said it, but I said it repeatedly for the rest of the time I was there because I just wanted him to know whatever he's going to do. It's not going to surprise me, even though it was surprising me, really. So, <laughs> but um. So I told him it doesn't surprise me. And he starts telling me these stories of these people that died in his house. And I don't remember all the details, but I do remember him saying, uh, uh, referring to the basement a lot about these deaths in the house. And he invites me into his basement. Oh, to, come to, on, oh, man. Said, come on. <laughs> it sounds like those scary movies where what they are you, a co-ed taking a shower at yeah. Camp Crystal Lake? <laughs> like, what are we doing here? Like, come hey, on. come into the basement. We're the murder basement? Oh, well, he, he, he says, uh, he invites me to the basement to come check out whatever it was. And I looked at him. I said, no, nah, man, we're going to stay right here. Yeah, and he, just kinda shrugs his <laughs> he shrugs his shoulders and he's like, all right. And so he changes topics and we're talking. Now, I want to prepare you that, uh, I, I, like I said, it took me a half an hour to tell the story on my show. I was at this guy's house for three hours. This was not a short visit. And so at one point, you know, we're talking and we start talking about God now. And he starts asking questions, questions that a child would ask, like like he literally never heard of God before. And it was just it caught me off guard. But I was like, all right, whatever. And um, I'm sharing him different details about who Jesus is, all that stuff. And he and he's like physically starting to look like he's jiving with me, like he's like digging it. And I was like, man, this, this, this is going better than I thought it would, you know. And uh, then he pretty much asked me to, you know, become a Christian. He wants to accept Jesus into his life. And so uh, we, I said, yeah, sure. So I explained to him what, that's, what that is, becoming a Christian, what it entails. And uh, we prayed. And after we prayed, things got really weird. Things so, got weird now? <laughs> just seven dead people in the house? That was like, what, foreplay? And I thought praying made shit better. 
What do you mean you guys prayed and then it got worse? Well, well dude, I mean, like, I, I, <laughs> well, dude, you so, can pray. That doesn't mean it gets answered right there. I mean, <laughs> that's trying to, like, come on, positive energy here, go on. Because that's why I believe prayer is. I don't think prayer is any different than, you know, you writing down your, uh, you know, you think. This is my personal thing. I'm not trying to. Uh, right. say what Tony believes I, he you know I respect whatever he believes but for myself prayer is like talking to the big whatever is controlling this thing whether it's the AI or the God or whatever it is that you know you're putting it out to the universe in hopes that you know asking for it to make happen so that's what prayer is to me is it's no different than writing down 10 goals in your life or 10 things you're thankful for that's what i believe prayer is so uh go back to your story sorry about mexican drake right there (laughs) it's funny but uh so we, we we pray and it's just a simple prayer you know and uh when we're done he acts like I've, something I've never seen before. So I, when I was in college, in Bible college, like I was part of a group called Veritas, which means adherence to truth. And we would literally go out in a Philly and local cities and stuff at like midnight and just talk to like drug dealers and stuff and just try to, you know, it wasn't always about God. We just talked to people. But there was times that we wanted to praying with people right there on the street. And so like I've been around a lot of people that I've never met before in my entire life and I prayed with them. I've seen these reactions with people. And, and most of the time it's just re- very solemn. This guy... After we're done praying, he starts shaking and he stands up from the table and he's shaking his arms real hard. And he's like, I feel this energy just rushing through my body. And I'm just like, that's new. You know, like, uh, (laughs) (laughs) surprise me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It doesn't surprise me. But uh, so I'm like good man like and so i'm just like that must that's god i guess coming in your life i didn't know what to say and so we sit down and uh well he sits down i stayed sitting at the table and uh we're talking more about the bible and things like that and then um well i should sit back up and say after he was shaking he says to me i just want to give you a hug can i give you a hug and i'm just like all right cool i was, I was like you know bro hug you know three to the back bang bang you know cool yeah. you know <laughs> He comes. He comes in, and, I, and I, this is not to be perverted or anything or anti-gay. Anybody's listening. I'm, I'm not anti-gay. Uh, you know, I don't hate gay people. But he comes in straight up on me, rock like hard, full, rock hard, like not rock hard. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm hard so for the Lord. Go on. Sorry, I didn't but mean. Go on. He wraps his arms around me, squeezes me, a full body. And he puts his head on my shoulder and he just exhales this long breath, just this, and I'm just like, uh, all right. <laughs> and so uh, we, we start talking and stuff. And you would think most people would leave by now. I was just an idiot, I guess. And I, 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 I stuck around and we're talking. He's talking more about the Bible because we just got done praying and stuff. And I'm just thinking, OK, this guy's trying to seek transformation in his life spiritually. And he's a little weird. I didn't understand what was going on. We're talking more Bible stuff, and he does it again for a second time. He stands up, starts shaking real loudly, wants to hug me, same exact thing. So I'm like weirded out, obviously, but I'm just kind of trying to make the best of it. And he sits down at the table, we're talking, and he says to me, he looks right in the eyes, and he looks at me very seriously, and he says, you know, I got to tell you something. I said, what? And he said, "I'm I'm a member of the Church of Satan. I'm a Satanist. Oh and, my God! And I was like, "Doesn't surprise me." <laughs> and, <laughs> and so 
he he gets up from the table and walks over to that bookshelf that I felt drawn to. Just my attention was drawn to it. He unstacks some books and he pulls out like two or three satanic books and he puts them down on the table in front of me. I've never, this is before my show. I didn't talk to people about the paranormal experiences. I was just a dude that drove a truck. And I, I, I look at these. I've never been in the presence of satanic literature. Uh, and so the only thing I could think to do was I took my Bible. I set it on top as like authoritative gesture. And he's standing right next to me. And he says, I want you to take these books out of my house. And I was like, yeah, okay, I'll, I'll take it out of your house. And I said, I'll burn them. And as soon as I said that, he goes, no. And he yells at me. He's standing over me. And like, I'm the, like, people, like, God I tell people this story. Dang, dude, I got fucking goosebumps on that, dude. That's crazy. <laughs> I, when I tell people this story, they, they kind of, at this point, they're like, and you put up with that? Because yeah. like, I get hot headed and I don't like people being aggressive towards right, me. I, right. I, I'm for what? Right, right. I totally understand yeah. what you're saying. And so I'm known for stepping into people, but I, I, I kind of looked up at him and I said, all right, man, you don't got to yell at me like that, though. And he sits down and, and I talk to him and then he again stands up, starts shaking violently and he hugs me, does the whole thing, exhale on my shoulder. And at that point, I said to him, I, I got to go, man. <laughs> it was three hours of this guy's house. And he's like, okay. So I took the books out of the house and I didn't take them to my house because I was like, there's yep, definitely yep. demonic stuff on here <laughs> on this. And so I, I went to my church and I just threw them in the church dump, a dumpster underneath some, you know, baby diapers and stuff. And I went home. The crazy, not the crazy thing, this whole thing's crazy, but something weird about this was that that day I started feeling a spiritual decline in my life. So like I started feeling like this, there was just like this weird wall between me and God. I, I, I just felt distant. Like I just wasn't connecting when I was reading the Bible. I just didn't understand what was going on. So a year goes by and this guy, I had invited him to my church, never showed up. About a week later, he's like, I, I'm going to try a different religion. I'm like, all right, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and so um, he, a year goes by and I'm, I'm talking to a friend on the phone and I'm relaying this story to him for the first time. And I've never told the story out loud to somebody. And when I did that, it was like light bulbs went off and all of a sudden just hit me. I'm like, this dude never wanted to become a Christian. He never wanted to hear about God. He lured me to his house to try possessing me with some kind of demonic entity. Because at this time now I'm actually podcasting. I'm learning about this stuff. And I, I've talked to several people at this point who talk about how when some when the Satanist wants to possess somebody with a demonic entity, they physical contact and they they breathe it out on you. Oh my and, God! Right. And so he tried he tried doing this to me three times, and uh, and so I I'm like it hits me and I'm like so he lured me to his house. He wants me to possess me by a, a, a demon, and I think what he was doing was. So when somebody becomes a Christian, I, th I think this guy knew a lot more than what he told me. I think because when, when somebody becomes a Christian, they say that the Holy Spirit comes into your life, into your heart. And so I think what he was doing was he was mimicking and trying to imitate what he thought it would look like being possessed by the Holy Spirit. And so I think that he was acting like that because he was acting, literally acting out. Yeah. And it just hit. And, and here's the crazy thing. After that experience at his house, I went to his place of, of work. I've seen him. He unloaded. We talked normal. There was normal conversation. 
the day that I realized what happened and I connected the dots, I would go to his place of work, never saw him again. He, I, I would go in there, Jay's on the other side of the building, Jay's doing this, Jay's doing that. Every time I went in there, dozens of times, he always unloaded me. After I connected those dots, I never saw the guy again. And it got to the point where then he moved to a different uh, department in the building. And I feel like somehow he knew I connected those dots because I was pissed. Yeah. I was like, I want to talk to this dude. Yeah. And, and, uh, and I never had the opportunity because he was gone. But that uh, is yeah, that was crazy, like, dude. That is some crazy <laughs> shit. I believe all of it. So let's re let's recap what we've talked today about. So I'm going to yell something. You tell me what you honestly believe they are. Bigfoot. What do you think Bigfoot is? A remnant of uh, of a remnant of Nephilim origins. Not Nephilim origins. Nephilim type origins. I don't believe they're Nephilim. I believe that they came into existence though, like how the Nephilim did. Okay. Only not human women, but animals. UFOs. What do you believe UFOs are? Uh, I think that they're, I think they're interdimensional. I think they're governmental. I think that they could be from other universes as well. I think it, I think that we have gained technology from other beings, whether they're demonic or truly aliens. And we have mimicked that technology, but I do think it originates from somewhere other than here. Uh, 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 we did UFOs, aliens, uh, ghosts. What do you believe ghosts are? Many different things. I think a ghost can be a demon, like a Christian, typical Christian would believe. I think that a ghost could be a, a dead spirit of somebody. We see that uh, in the Bible in 1 Samuel uh, 28, the King Saul actually goes to a medium to summon the dead spirit of a prophet, and he actually had a communication with him. So I think that spirits can be dead spirits of people. I think they can be demonic. Uh, I think that they come in more shapes and sizes than your typical Christian would want to believe. Hillary Clinton, satanic pedophile? Yes. Yes. <laughs> hey, man. Dude, you can come on the show anytime you want. Doors open, my friend, Tony. Uh, why don't you tell all of our listeners uh, where they can find anything you got going on? Uh, so right now, my main gig is the Confessionals Podcast. Uh, you can go to the confessionalspodcast.com to get any blog information, news, shows, all that stuff's there. Uh, any podcast player, we're on. So if you listen to podcasts, we're on it. Uh, any social media, we're on it as well. So yeah, the confessionalspodcast.com is the main hub. So dude, uh, I love this, man. Do you do a Patreon as well? Uh, I used to do Patreon, but I've moved to memberships on my website. So I've built memberships on my website and everything runs through my website. So my website is the only hub to go to for extra content. But we do uh, every Thursday is a member show. So we do two shows a week on Tuesdays is a public show. Thursdays is members only on the website. And we're, we're coming out with an app next year as well. So people will be able to download the app and listen to member shows on the app. Well, dude, you are a G amongst Gs. I love this conversation. I love that we could have wide ranges of different stuff. And I love, I love, man, I love people who are Christians. Christians are good people. They, you know, we're, we're often defined by our crazies, right? 
like as yeah. a conspiracy theorist, we're defined by the whack job people, the Jew haters. We're de- they're all Jew hater, and like I'm not a Jew hater, man, at all. I love I love everybody, and I I just hate being lied to, and I like to discover you know the the mysteries of this world, you know. And I feel like that same thing with Christians. Christians get defined by all the super crazies, you know. We, you know, and I, I'm not going to get into you know I'm not here to have a debate, you know, because. I- about like pornography and stuff like that. Again, I know I brought it up for the third show, but this the guy on Gabe.com retweets this old dude who's not having sex, who's telling us about what we can or cannot do in the bedroom. And once again, we have religious censorship being, you know, uh, uh, camouflaged as religious beliefs. And I'm just kind of over it. I just want every, if whatever you believe in, as long as you're not hurting other people, believe in that. I don't want to go backwards. I don't want to sit in the time where people tell me this moral code that I got to live when they're all chugging trucker cock on the fucking weekends, okay? Uh, I'm really over it. And, like, dude, when I talk to people like my friend Tony, like my new friend Tony here, you know that, and I could hear them have a rational conversation about their b- religious beliefs, that's what I love. That's what I love. We're, we're going to have different disagreements on a, a lot of different points, man. But, you know, we agree on a lot of stuff. And if we can explore our disagreements without getting mad at each other and not condemning people. Like, I, I want you to believe whatever you want as long as you don't hurt people, in particular children, and you don't push your beliefs on me. Now, does that mean you could talk to me about your religion? Yeah. Hell yeah. I have no problems with that. We just did that for an hour and a half. It's a wonderful conversation. But it's like this fucking pushing on from any, whether it's Sharia law, whether it's neocon, neoliberalism, whatever it is, keep it to yourself, man. Do it to yourself. But we have fun conversations like this, Tony, where we could discuss all the kind of wonderful stuff in the Bible that they never allow us to hear about. To me, yeah. this is what the cool stuff is. Uh, final thoughts, Tony. Any Anything you want to add to the conversation? You can always tell me to shut up, too. <laughs> no, I, I'm like ADD, and my mind runs a million miles an hour. I could go for another five hours. But uh, you mentioned about not hating Jews. I'm pretty sure Epstein was Jewish, though, right? So no. we can hate him, right? No, oh. Epstein was actually... Uh, uh, into Moloch and into uh, uh, into Baal and you know for me man Eps, you know Jew there's the people that run everything at the darkest area aren't Christians aren't Jews aren't Muslims they're like dark arts people who wear these 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 masks to walk around so they're like oh I'm Jewish but they're really not Jewish they're really into the dark arts child sacrifices pedophilia uh, bringing pain and suffering to the innocents like that to me is really can we hate a guy who I'm not sitting there telling you that someone who's Jewish doesn't do crazy shit obviously they're not unicorns they're human beings right but at the end of the day uh, you know it's like groups aren't problems individuals are problems so that's my opinion but we can hate epstein for sure yeah i I don't think like like you i'm not convinced he's even dead yeah i think that they're I think that so somebody who's living in such uh, living such a lifestyle of secrecy and doing such awful things like he had plans for everything. And I do believe that he had plans for a kill switch. I think that there was a real possibility that if he was uh, put through trial or, you know, even killed, uh, that he had plans to release a lot of dirt on people and they couldn't have that. I think that he might be still alive and just living in his 
little island somewhere. Number 32, chilling in the Bahamas. Dude, I'm telling you right now, dude, that that dude, uh, I mean, until I see a fucking uh, a picture, multiple pictures yeah. of him on a gurney, him dead, uh, not him in the big bobblehead that we see with his Epstein giant head <laughs> going into the dirtiest hospital we've ever seen in our life. I mean, that's a filthy hospital to be g sending the sick and the wounded to, you know? And it's just, that's the only picture done by a guy that most likely could be Pris Andrew, right? When they break down, well, I don't know what's called when you rearrange all the, all the words and, uh, you know, um, it's for real, dude, and I'm with you, dude. Hey, let's do this again very soon. Let's do some paywall content together as well. Uh, I think you had your experience. I think with the Satanists, that's that's your. We can't pick our experiences. Johnny, you got anything to say? Nah, that scared the shit out of me, though. That yeah. was wild. Yeah, I think he's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, teach their own, dude. I will always I interview everybody. Um, and. Uh, you, you, you saw this? Jeffrey Epstein's buried in an unmarked tomb as his yeah, parents' again. names are wiped from the like the plot. Like, who are his parents <laughs> of now? Course. Like, of course. Like, of course. They're rewriting history. They're rewriting it right in front of your faces. And hey, don't look at Epstein because we got uh, impeachment over here. So everybody yeah. watch this. Yeah. yeah. You know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, <laughs> I'm telling you guys, it's, it's right there. And and uh, most people are brainwashed. They're not going to think outside the box, which and brings they, us yeah. back to and every they, point the of The truth is that people are just super trustworthy. Every, and, every and week I trust sign off my show with the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And yeah. that's honestly becoming more and more true. What is the old saying? The more and more we get away from the truth, the more and more people get angry when you try to point it out to them. Yeah. That's where, we, where we're at. Uh, he is Tony Merkel. He has got a wonderful podcast. Please go check it out. And uh, let's do it again soon, sir. For sure. Take care, everybody. I appreciate you. We'll do it again. See you on the other side. Take care, everybody. Open your mind. Drink from the fountain of knowledge. There's lizard people everywhere. That's some interdimensional shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, Aaron. This is only the beginning.